You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 110. And today is all about the difference between men and women's hormones and everything you need to know, like birth control and menopause and men's testosterone levels and so much more. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa. This is a place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today, I'm so excited to have on a guest, Dr. Patrick Flynn, who is a hormone expert. In fact, he's gained the name The Hormone Whisperer because he's helped so many men and women regain their lives by helping them fix their hormones, which he believes is the foundation of life. And I mean, I'm not going to argue that. So today we're going to talk about both men and women's hormones. We're going to dive into how we're different and As he quotes, to understand men and women, you have to understand their hormones. Dr. Patrick Flynn is the founder of The Wellness Way, as well as an international speaker and author. He recently wrote the book, The Hormone Connection, which is fantastic, and I have a few copies to give away. And he's had a lifelong desire to learn more about the human body and really just help provide relief for so many people. So I'm excited to have Dr. Patrick Flynn on. Now, I will tell you that this show was pre-recorded, and we do touch on subjects that are a little bit deeper than most. So I'm going to warn you that if you have small ears around or near, you may want to just pop in some earbuds or not have this on in the car during the show. We get a little bit more involved into sex and um, ejaculations and other things, which I know sounds extreme for Simple Roots Radio, but hear me out. This is really, really valuable information when it comes to hormones and how to fix the hormones in men and in women. So we dive into all of that. But on top of that, we also talk about natural birth control solutions. We talk about menopause and how women shouldn't be struggling the way they are and just hormonal flow in general. It is a really, really great podcast. So I hope I didn't scare you away. I just wanted to forewarn you that yes, the show goes a little bit deeper, that you can prepare yourself and that you're not listening to this in the car. But I can assure you, this is a show that you're going to want to share with your friends and tell other people about. But before we get to the show, I do want to remind you that in just a few short weeks, we're going to be launching The Simple Cleanse. Yes, The Simple Cleanse is my 28-day detoxification program, which scares so many people. But really, what I believe about detoxification is your body already does a fantastic job of it. The more than detoxing for your body or adding all these supplements and tinctures. It's just to help you create a lifestyle that allows your body to do the job that it was designed. So this 28-day program is gonna help give you the freedom to rest and relax more, all the while eating more nutritious foods and really nourishing your body from the inside out. It is one of my favorite programs and creates the most change. In fact, I guarantee results will be seen. So if you want to check out more about the Simple Cleanse, again, you can do this any time of the year, but what's cool about the Simple Cleanse or what's cool about our body is that our body likes to detoxify with the seasons. So naturally change is going more likely to happen during the spring and fall months, which makes cleansing during the fall months ideal. So that's another reason I'm going through it starting October 1st, and I hope that you will join me. It is really an inexpensive investment for what you get for hormonal balance, more energy, weight loss, focus, concentration, and really just more joy. I really believe it will bring all of that to the table. 28 days, yes, it takes some discipline, but at the end of the day, I think you'll learn a lot of new habits and routines that will help you live a healthier life for months and months, if not years to come. So to learn more about The Simple Cleanse, head on over to simplerootswellness.com, sign up. It's at the lowest price now. You can get all the bonuses. You really aren't gonna wanna miss out on this. 
Plus, if you already have purchased the Simple Cleanse, which you get for life, you too will be receiving all the bonuses that come along with it. So just check your inbox for more of that information to come. Again, that's starting in just a few short weeks, October 1st. So sign up now at simbirdswellness.com. Okay, now let's get right to the show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Patrick Flynn. I'm so excited to have you on and to talk about a subject that is actually one of my most requested topics, and that's hormones. So thanks for being here. I appreciate being on the podcast today. So today we're going to talk about hormones, and you have a book out that talks specifically about men's hormones and women's hormones, and really you're a big promoter of women understanding men and men understanding women. Where did this idea come from? Well, actually, it started uh, from just basic clinical practice. When I, when I um, when I started practice almost twenty years ago, I started uh, basically just uh, helping women get their their whole hormone system back to normal. And then, obviously, you know, women actually got great clinical results. But I realized that they didn't understand not only them themselves as they were actually as was teach them and actually getting them tested, doing things that way. But then I realized, for example, that they were clueless of how their own body worked. But then it was kind of interesting because then I started talking about, you know, they bring in their husband because they have some health issues. And then I realized that not only the men didn't know how the hormones work, but then women actually didn't know how men's hormones worked. The women didn't know how women's hormones worked. And I started going, listen, understand that these things affect us both physically, but also psychologically. So not understanding your own hormones, for example, uh, like a woman's hormones, if they're cyclic, they change four times within a month. Mm-hmm. Um, if a man doesn't understand that because his hormones don't change through the month, he doesn't realize that there's physical and emotional changes that his spouse, girlfriend, fiance, whatever goes through. And because he doesn't experience it, he doesn't understand these stresses and things that a woman affects her mentally. So they think there's something wrong. A lot mm-hmm. of women don't even realize I, I had women come in that were put on antidepressants because just their emotions were going up and down with their cycles. And they're like, Doc, something wrong with me. I'm like, no, that's called being a normal woman. Right. So I started to observe that they weren't teaching people right. And I, and I started to speak up about it and be like, this is, this is uh, um, and I said, listen, women have to know their body intensely because guys, we have it much simpler than women ever have it. <laughs> so right. I thank God every, I thank God every day I'm not a woman. <laughs> so, so it just started with just some clinical experience and recognizing that, yes, obviously I'm getting great clinical results and getting one woman's body back normal, but the understanding of how it works is not taught. It's not even taught to doctors today because I teach them all over the world every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's talk. Let's start with men. Like start breaking this down a little bit because you said they are the simpler of the two. So we'll start with this, the most basic, and men. Mm-hmm. So what is it about men and their hormonal cycle that makes them different from women? Well. What we have is we have a little less complicated system. In general, men and women have the exact same hormones, okay? A young lady and a young boy, let's say they're both eight-year-olds, have very similar hormone dosages that way and stuff. They don't differ too much until they get to the puberty, Mm -hmm. until they get to puberty. And then all of a sudden, they start to now go in different directions. Okay, men's testosterone skyrockets and, you know, is at least 20 times more than a woman's is. Um, Women's estrogens all start to now have a pattern of changing through the month, a.k.a. their cycle. Um, There's one similarity to both men and women's hormones is, for example, is hormones actually are more elevated in the morning than they are at nighttime. 
So only a cycle, because yes, guys do cycle. Their testosterone is a little bit higher in the morning than it is at nighttime. But really what happens is their hormones are pretty straight across from the time they have puberty to the time they die. It's one of the reasons why, for example, a 80-year-old man can still actually get a, you know, if they had a wife that's 30 years old, could still get pregnant because, once again, their, their, their testosterone levels are supposed to stay normal their whole life. This whole concept that testosterone drops down as they get older is false and it's a deliberate lie. It's just that most medical practitioners know nothing to do but synthetic hormone replacement and have nothing to do to find out why testosterone is dropped. So what they do is they say testosterone drops as it gets older. Well, that's a, that's a false lie. That's mm-hmm. not true. I can show you guys that are eight years old that have testosterone levels of, you know, 800. Okay. So the big difference is men, for example, pray, stay pretty stable. I say it's like the flat line if somebody dies in the heart monitor. It's just straight across. Okay. Women, for example, they, their hormones significantly elevate during, during puberty, but now what they do is they have that cycle. They actually change four times within a month. So therefore, they actually have high levels of hormones. They just fluctuate. Now, once again, you guys dominate in estrogens. We dominate in testosterone, and that's the very big clinical significant, which really differentiates men and women. But that has a physical toll. We see that dramatically, but it also has a major psychological aspect that really differs men and women so significantly. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to stay on the topic of testosterone for men because that is their yep. primary hormone. So there's yep. a big concern in the health community, I would say, and something that probably should get more uh, more, you know, more light than it does. And that's the issue of men's testosterone is dropping rapidly yep. and from very early ages. What is, why is this happening and how can a man fix this? Well, there's a fallacy. Okay. Here's the fallacy. Men's testosterone levels are not dropping. Now, let me follow me on this because you just said, doc, you said they're lower mm-hmm. than ever in history and people are replacing them. No, no, no. Here's what happens. Unless a guy has a testicular problem, cancer, maybe a testicle removed for something bad, maybe bad trauma to his testicle, his testicles can produce a significant amount of hormone every day. They do. But here's the problem. Testosterone is not an end-stage hormone. Let me Mm -hmm. give you an example. Every hormone starts with cholesterol. That's why this whole fallacy that cholesterol is bad for us is ridiculous. It's killing men. It's one of the reasons why testosterone levels are extremely low today is because guys are taking statin drugs, lowering their cholesterol, and they don't have the building blocks. Okay. So that's step number one. Step number two, testosterone converts from down from cholesterol to DHEA to testosterone. But here's where the fallacy comes up. Testosterone also converts into estrogens. And the process that speeds that up is sugar. Mm. Sugar is what kills men mainly today. If they're not taking statin drug, so really what happens is unless there's testicular damage or a statin drug, the number one reason why men have low testosterone today is their consumption in sugar because it causes testosterone to aromatase into estrogens. It's why they gain weight. It's why they have man boobs. It's why they have menopause. It's why they have all these emotional problems that men didn't have a long time ago. So it's not that we have low testosterone problems we have they're eating too much sugar and destroying their life that way and that's the majority of men today and so that's why when you say listen guys you got to cut back on the sugar they freak out they'd Mm -hmm. rather take a synthetic testosterone supplement or not supplement synthetic testosterone hormone which causes cancer Mm -hmm. right so basically it's just not the activation of 
testosterone into the active form, which men need yeah. to use. So what other things besides sugar are causing this? I mean, there's, I mean, there's debates all over the place, like, you know, EMFs and, and other things, but like, do you have a list of the top, uh, the top things that men are doing that are decreasing the activation process? Well, a couple things. Okay. So number one, I always tell guys, number one, make sure if you're on any statin drug, okay, that's the biggest thing. Don't take those because there's no way a guy will come into me and say, doc, can you only get my testosterone back to normal? And I'll look and I'll go, you take a statin drug. It's virtually impossible. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Okay. So therefore, because once again, you can't have the cholesterol constituents not there. Second of all, if they don't change their diet, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the difference. Here's the difference. And this is why I will tell you, and you probably have heard me say this. This is why feminists don't like what I talk about. They say, doc, we're talking about testosterone. No, no, let me go there. Women's bodies are much more sensitive to stress, mm-hmm. EMF, and all the factors. Men's bodies can handle so much stuff as long as they don't eat sugar and that and drugs. Why is that? Joke. So, why, but well, why? Because once again, testosterone, here's what happens. Uh, when you look at how a woman's body's hormonally is set up, progesterone is a very important hormone for women. A very important hormone for women. And inflammation and mental stress actually drains progesterone. Mm. So any inflammatory process to a woman, for example, is much more detrimental than to a man because cortisone is independently produced away from testosterone. So it doesn't drain their major hormone. So if we can keep testosterone levels good, that's why, for example, a guy can, you know, stop drinking soda and lose 20 pounds and a woman could stop drinking soda and don't make a dang bit of difference. You see, mm-hmm. and so I was, that's why I, that's why I think I'm more sensitive to women's issues because I understand how sensitive the woman's body is compared to a guy's is. So that's why when people say, doc, all these are factors that really affect a guy, I, it's actually kind of not really even true because their body can handle more stress. It can handle more inflammation. It's why they can handle working out and women can't handle working out if it's not done right. That's why they can actually work out and gain weight. A guy's testosterone levels actually go up by mental stress. They go up by physical stress that way. So the way our body is meant, it's why a guy is meant to mm-hmm. physically handle things more mm-hmm. and stuff. So that, that's, why, that's, why, that's why when people look at other factors, I said, listen, you want to look at those factors. Now focus towards women mm-hmm. because those are the things. Because you're going to find out. I can honestly tell you, and I've looked over 100,000 labs in my career, and as you guys probably can find out, we have offices and doctors all over the country, and, and I get to speak at massive conferences. Men's health is so simple to dictate that way. Now, Durham, I have a Q-Link on right now that mm-hmm. actually blocks EMF. Mm-hmm. I actually have a grounding pad by my computer. I actually don't eat toxic things. I try to keep all the stressors away from everything from uh, a bad lighting, okay? In my offices, I don't have fluorescent bulbs. I have full-spectrum bulbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have air purifiers. I have all those things because less burden to anybody is better. Mm-hmm. It's just that if a man's testosterone levels can stay relatively well. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, Darrell, I do believe, for example, I've seen this happen. Don't put your cell phone in your pocket, guys. Right. EMF, once again, that can cause testicular damage. But there you're coming back to, unless something damages the testicles or actually converts the hormone down, a guy's testosterone levels will stay very, very complete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. This is why men can lose weight so much quicker than women as well, just because their bodies are exactly. apt to handle the change, really. Okay, so... Well, I want yeah, And yeah. That's, why, that's why I said, guys have, to, guys have it so easy. Right. <laughs> okay, 
So basically, if you're saying for a man, if you're struggling with your testosterone levels, which can you just get the range on a lab? Because testosterone is so easy to test. And do you really recommend that men get their hormones tested just like women would? Yes. What's the range that you like to see men at um, in their testosterone levels? I want to see a guy above 500. Mm. Okay. Above 500. And it doesn't matter the age. Yep. That's what you're saying. Nope, doesn't matter age. Okay. Doesn't matter age. Now, once again, here, here's what I will tell you this. Like my, for example, and if you ever see my Facebook posts or my stuff that way, I make all my stuff public. I just redid my food test that way. Guess what happens? I have six allergies. I show publicly that way. My testosterone levels are at 845, and I just turned 44 years old. Uh-huh. You see them? Uh-huh. And people say, well, Doc, what do you take for your right. testosterone levels? Nothing. Uh-huh. Right. Nothing. You're just... You, you know what? Yeah. You're just controlling it by diet and lifestyle. Exactly. My lifestyle mm-hmm. dictates it. Now people say, Doc, but you, there's some medicinal herbs and stuff that you like for lifestyle things. Sure. But I don't take anything directly, for example, to actually build it up when it's been lost, mm-hmm. which, can, which can happen that way. But that's, a, that's only a short-term validation, once again, unless you actually take care of lifestyle things mm-hmm. that way. Right, right. And I, and I think that um, something that I kind of wanted to mention before we move on to women is that so many of our diseases that we see in men aren't just, you know, quote unquote genetics, but they really do boil down to a hormonal thing, which I mean, changes the epigenetics. But, um, you know, just because you might have a genetic predisposition doesn't mean that you can't impact that via your hormones in a positive or negative way. Um, So can you talk about like how hormones aren't just like sexual, but that they are, they are an overall picture and scope of our health in general? Well, if you look at it this way, um, hormones are called anabolic. They're growth. That's mm-hmm. why, for example, you know, we have, I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. If the, if the Green Bay Packers take synthetic hormones, they would lose their job because they would synthetically grow larger than they're supposed to be. So anabolic stands for growth and repair. Our body is either growing or dying. It never stays the same. Mm. The skin cells mm-hmm. that you woke up with this morning, once again, are controlled hormonally. They will actually replicate and replicate. And within 17 hours, you'll have a new set of skin cells. You don't notice this replication, but those are controlled by myogenic hormones that way. So once again, hormones actually are about building and repair. So that's why when women or men become deficient on them, when their body is pushed into stress levels that way, how well they repair and adapt and actually grow new tissue is all based on that. That's why, that's why once again, I hate the term anti-aging because there's no such thing. I am older now than I was when we first started this podcast. But what people have to say is proper aging, healthy aging that way, okay? So when actually people look so much older, that's why they'll come back and start doing hormonal therapy, and they'll actually start to look younger because their tissues will grow properly at a decent rate that way. So hormones are all anabolic, you know? And that's obviously, once again, testosterone actually really affects our skeletal tissue a lot. That's why guys will, by nature, will always have more muscle tissue than than women will because women will never have the levels. Now, you can see women take synthetic testosterone, which does happen, and they start to look like a man. Mm -hmm. You said So Mm -hmm. that's where the characteristics really come in. Anabolic and growth, repair. So yes, sexual function is one of the first things that people know because there's a lot of emotions involved in sexual hormones that way. But really what happens is it's really more about growth and repair because if they're low, you, will, you won't heal as properly as you're supposed to. 
Right, right. Okay, that makes total sense. Okay, Mm -hmm. now let's move on to women. So explain women (laughs) and why they're a little more complicated because we get into more of the cyclical uh, phases of a woman and everything else in between. And like you said, they're not, it's not once they hit puberty, it doesn't just mean that they stay up, right? Like there's multiple phases of a woman's life. So can you explain this? I know you could take probably over an hour to explain this, but yeah. Well, to, to give a simplistic realm of this, now I'm going to start here. I don't believe women are that complicated if you just understand their cycle. Mm. Because once again, I have a beautiful wife and four daughters, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you think about like my joke, I would say, guys, when you marry a woman, you really marry four different women because their hormones change weekly. Therefore, they change physically and psychologically weekly, okay? So a guy's pretty much the same all the time. Now, when you look at this, when a woman does hit puberty, just understand the estrogens, because one, the, here's the biggest thing. Estrogens increase so dramatically, that's what gives women all their characteristics, mm-hmm. both physically and psychologically. But most women don't even understand that estrogen is, as a term, it's not a hormone. That's why you always hear me say estrogens. You'll never hear me say estrogen. Estrogen is a general term for 10 estrogens. Mm-hmm. And most women are clueless on that. They're like, we have 10 estrogens? I'm like, yes. And if those go out of balance, you'll end up anything from cancer to osteoporosis to diabetes to everything that way. It controls a woman's life. Yet most women have never had those 10 ever measured in their life ever, which is kind of, I think, disgusting when you go to a doctor since you're a young lady. Okay. Now, once again, those things fluctuate through the month. Actually, they're very, they're very, they increase in the first part, first two weeks of a woman's cycle. And then they decrease in the second part. Mm. Progesterone, once again, is very slow and low in the first part, starts to build up second week, peaks at the third and drops down. So there's this consistent cycle of fluctuation because, once again, it's all based on everything from an egg being developed, actually for pregnancy, but also for breast and actually other tissues to change through the month. Like I would say, ladies, think about this. There's sometimes you get up in the morning, put on your bra, and it's full. And there's sometimes you get up a week later and it's not full. Okay, what happened? Hormone levels change so dramatically, but the tissues respond based on that. You mm-hmm. see? Mm-hmm. But the part that I want women to understand is those hormones also have receptors on your brain. Mm-hmm. So women don't realize, people say women are emotional. Thank God they're. Women ha- actually go up and down. Yes, thank God. But women today, once again, this is where I will criticize the feminist movement massively. They actually believe that women are supposed to be just as mentally strong as men and be able to handle the same. And they're putting massive pressure on them, stressing them out, and they're getting sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, don't do that. Ladies, you're allowed to have emotional times. You're allowed to cry. That's normal. There's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's a way not strong women. If, if a woman has ever even had a baby, they're strong because a guy could never do it. <laughs> there's the gifts that women have that guys can never have. And there's guys, the gifts that men have hormonally that women can never have. We're very different. Accept it, love it, and, and actually learn about them. And you so, as I said, I massively appreciate the female body, what it goes through every single week. It's fascinating to me. I got so fascinated with it at a young age because I met my AK girlfriend, AK now my wife of 19 years, because she was told she could never have children. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that makes no sense. I said, that's not the way the body's genetically programmed. We're not genetically programmed for disease. We're genetically programmed for what? Normal physiology. Now, you can, you can actually trigger the genes. You can cause damage to them by your lifestyles. 
but we're, we're genetically programmed for normal. So these things that a woman going through a cycle is a normal thing. A woman's having emotional things is normal things. But women actually think they're supposed to be so stable and straight across. I've actually had women, once again, like I said, on the beginning of the show, actually be on antidepressants because they thought their emotions are supposed to be the same through the month. That's, that's actually a lie. That's not true. And any doctor that would put on a person on an antidepressant because of that actually should actually be held viable. It's ridiculous. Now, people say, Doc, but you test women all the time, and they have very low hormones, and they're very depressed. I agree with that. But most doctors never test their hormones properly. I can tell you right now, in all my years of practice in all the clinics across the world, I've never seen a medical doctor, an OB, or any medical professional ever test a woman properly, nor do they even know how. Mm. So what do you mean by that? Like, can you further explain well, what you should be testing? Well, well, let me get, well, let me give you a simple thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, there's 10 estrogens. Okay. 10. Right. Have, have you had all 10 measures? Uh, never. See, that's my point. Right. Now, I guarantee you've actually been to a doctor before you've been on this podcast. Right. Does that make sense? Right. 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 Yeah. Oh, totally. So there, so, so therefore, how can we even address a woman when right. we don't even properly test everything? Uh huh. Because each estrogen is basically Hormone. signaling for something different. Dramatically different. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So how can we give an, an alter a mind or a chemically altering drug without having the proper assessment done on a woman? That's mm-hmm. that's barbaric. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. They're making such clinical judgments on 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 basically no knowledge whatsoever based on how a woman feels. Mm-hmm. But a woman's feelings are supposed to change weekly. Mm-hmm. Right, right, because that's part of our cycle. That's but, part of a normal physiology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is it unrealistic for women to want to be more even, or is there some line of yes, we're always going to be more emotional, but we shouldn't be extremely emotional? You know, or right. you like no, where no, do you no, find no, that no, balance? No, like, where is healthy? Well, it's kind of funny. The first part is this. The healthy, yes, obviously, there's not, there, there's actually pretty big swings in women's hormones through the month. But obviously, depression's not one of them. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Because now they're on. A little bit of fatigue when a woman first starts menstruating, a little bit of no ambition and stuff like that, the first, when they start menstruating, is very common. Do you see? But women are trying to run their kids in three sports and, and be the PTA president and all stuff like that. And they don't realize that they need to take it easy during that time. Mm-hmm. You see and of course, they push their body to drain their hormones. Now you can get into some problems, health problems that way. But you're wrong. Depression and major depression is not a, is not a normal thing. But I can always tell women, but until you can get your hormones measured to see where they're at, once again, you don't know what's normal for you. Because I've seen women basically actually at normal hormones during their menstruation time, never want to move out of the house. And mm-hmm. I look at them and say, it's okay. That's what your body needs to do for it to repair and produce that new year's lining. And once they know, they're mentally great about it and they're not depressed. See, when women don't know, that's when they get worried and scared. And they think there's something wrong with them. See what I'm saying? Right. And sometimes there is. And sometimes there is. Sometimes they do need a little bit of clinical work to balance things out and they see a, a change, a dramatic change that way. But some women, for example, once again, um, I, 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 this is a, this is an opinion. Leave it. I always tell you the difference between fact and opinion. Sometimes I see women put so much pressure on them. Some things are very normal, but what they believe they're supposed to be, and that's really what's causing them the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just really, again, the lack of being able to handle what we think we should be able to handle. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. Okay. So it's like, and yeah, go but, ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I just, and I just want to say, and that's a big part. So I see, I see clinically, Sick women, women 
all across the world every single day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there, so it doesn't downplay that women are at an all time high for hormonal problems. Okay. But I really want women to understand that as long as they understand that, listen, that some fluctuation is normal, that's a start. Okay. Then get your levels tested and we can see how, you know, the fluctuation is because when they're because I've seen women actually go from absolutely peaceful to mentally almost, you know, unstable. And obviously their hormones are really bad. Measure them. They're horribly off. That's not normal. Okay. And then, um, and then that, but once again, that's all testable and measurable. Right. Right. So you can see that. Okay. So in the book, you talk yeah. about cycle syncing and it's something that I'm a big proponent of. And I've talked a lot about here yep. on the podcast, but when we talk about cycle syncing, is there times in a woman's cycle, which can you break down the, like your idea of cycle syncing? I know you talked about it in exercise and other things. Um, but when we can handle more stress than when we can't. Yeah. You can always handle more stress in the week two and week four of your cycle. Mm-hmm. So let's just break it down a 28 day cycle. Week one, your uterus is under a lot of changes. It's going to menstruate. You're going to lose stuff. You're going to lose blood. So actually, uh, ferritin levels are going to drop. Energy levels are going to drop a little bit. But boy, when that menstruation stops, you really get an anabolic push, okay? And week two, that's when women actually say, Doc, I feel like you take on the world. That's kind of true, okay? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is in week three, hormones are at its peak, but that's where women have to be very careful because they have to peak up, and a lot is dependent on your adrenals. So they, I always call that the woman's zone because I want women to understand that definitely, you know, do your thing. Be active. Do those things. But don't push it too hard because that's why I, I purposely make my wife and my third, my first daughter who's 15 who does have her cycle, to listen, be active. Do your things that way. But, you know, keep the stress down mm-hmm. because I don't want them to drop because, once again, it'll be, it'll be detrimental. And that's where I believe most women develop their illness. But in week four, a woman, once again, they have a lot of strength. They can actually really push their body even physically. So I tell people, if you're going to do high-intensity workouts week two and week four, actually stay active during one and, uh, one and three in the weeks that way. Do yoga. Do different things that way. Go for walks. You know, stay active. Don't stay sedentary ever. You say, but if you want to do some high-intensity workout that way. But also, that's where also you'll see women really mentally peak is in week two and four because their hormones, for example, are very stable. And there's, there's not a terribly lot of demand on them so they can handle more. Okay, they can even handle, that's why women go, they jump on a scale and they seem to lose weight during that time and they, they do another one and they hold a little weight. So it's very, it's, it fluctuates very different between one and three and two and four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. So if someone wants to start cycle syncing, and I, I think that this is, like I talk about it a lot, but I think it's still this overwhelm of, some women don't even know when they're, when they're cycling. And I get a lot of questions, if someone's on birth control, does it even matter if you cycle sync? No, actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other topic. Okay, most, let's back up and say poisonous things uh, Right. What? Let's back up and start with a woman who's not on birth control and really wants to start cycle syncing. How and when do you get someone to start that? Like, is it on week one? Like, as soon as they start menstruating, that's when you start cycle syncing. Or yeah, always okay. go from day one menstruation because you mm-hmm. can always judge your timing after that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's much easier to judge your timing. So day one. Day one menstruation, that's when you start it. Okay, and then this is another question. Are women, like in in healthy hormonal woman, is their cycle supposed to be accurate on number of days or can it fluctuate with health? This whole fallacy that always has to be 28 or always has to be 29 or always has to be 30. Uh I don't know any person that has the same month every month. Now, let me say this. What I mean by that is hormones, for example, fluctuate in the last two weeks 
And if you run out just a little bit, not deplete, run out a little bit, you'll start a little bit earlier. If you stay stable, you might go a little longer that way. I would say between 26 and 32. You can have a 27-day cycle one month, 30-day the next one, 28-day the next one, 31 the next one, you're fine. Okay. I I have found personally, and I have no research to back this up, but for myself, my cycle varies on the season. Um, Absolutely does. Yeah. Actually, by nature, especially living in the Midwest, in the winter, your thyroid numbers will go a little higher. You need a little bit more. You need a little bit more hormones during the winter, obviously, because of the cold. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And which, again, I think cycle syncing should be changed, you know, should be done every month. But I also am a huge believer in seasonalities of foods and activities and, and lifestyles um, yeah. rather than the rigidity of what we're doing, because I don't think that's how our bodies work. And I mean, just that statement alone proves that, yes, your hormones are going to change via temperature. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, and think of this way. Here's, here's how I always think of this way. And this is the big mm-hmm. thing with women. Okay. I've always said this, and I can prove this scientifically beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Mental women say, doc, what's the number one thing that kills men when it comes home only, or even health wise sugar, women, mental stress by far. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so the greater demand now, not just mental stress, that's the number one for women, but stressors in general, do you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because once again, if a woman eats bad, it's a stressor. So this whole bull crap of moderation, there is no such thing as moderation to the human body. Right. Body either knows is it's inflammatory or is it normal. Right. So uh, I, I define I define moderation, and it actually is kind of cool. It made a magazine. Moderation to me is nothing more than your emotional justification when you eat something wrong. That's all it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's emotion. Right. You're saying, but physiologically, your body knows is it inflammatory. Then there you go. Inflammation drains progesterone, which will now throw off a woman's cycle. So this whole idea when doctors say nutrition has nothing to do with it, they, they, they're actually hurting people when they make statements like that. Mm. Do you see them? Right. And, 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 see, and people don't realize our body still runs. I know all these docs, which is kind of hilarious. They're so big into keto and paleo and all the stuff like that, which is really kind of not physiological normal. Okay. Right. And this idea that, that women's bodies don't need sugar that they can, you know, here's what happens. When, if you see the stressed out woman mentally, so let's say a woman's really stressed out and she's crying and she's having a bad day. The, her first thing that comes out of her mouth is I just crave an avocado. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't. She <laughs> right. craves sugar. Your body runs on sugar. Right. This whole it's keto BS is gonna, remember, yeah. there, there's always a fad that people are going to jump on that way. It's just that what they do, they run towards processed sugar, which now messes up their estrogen levels, just like it does to a guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's really funny because it's really hilarious because you never hear a guy talk about craving chocolate under stress. Mm-hmm. Well, chocolate has the highest serotonin in all foods that way. See, it's kind of funny. if you, A woman's body is very intuitive that way. Women have to get back to that mm-hmm. and stuff. So I try to teach women that and stuff. It's like, listen, if you know you're starting to crave something that way, your body's under a little stress, physically, mentally, or traumatically that way and stuff. And we got to actually adjust to that that way because stressors will throw off the hormone levels. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that mm-hmm. will, that really at the end of the day is probably causing the root of almost all hormonal. Every issues. disease. Right. Oh, every disease. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So when we talk about women and weight loss, because this is a really common stressor and in your book, it's one of your top three stressors that you find from women, right? I don't Mentally. know a woman mm-hmm. that doesn't stress about their weight. Exactly. And it is more difficult for women to lose weight. But do you, what, what are your tips for someone who is seeking weight loss? Well, it's really, it's really simple. Okay. If you ever think about this, remember, it's so hormonally controlled in a woman 
that's why if you ever notice in the past, you know, women have taken HGG shots and all stuff like that. And, and all those, you know, Kevin Trudeau tried to hold, do the whole thing. And it works though, because what they do is they really change your, their body hormonally, try to get into an anabolic state. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whenever you look at a woman's body, especially in that third week, you know what I call that woman zone, hormones have to get very high, have to get extremely high to actually for them for, to, to maintain a pregnancy. If they would get pregnant, it's the only reason why it jumps up high, mm-hmm. but here's what happens. When a woman runs out hormonally deficient in any single way, adrenal-wise, thyroid-wise, estrogen-wise, all of that, the body actually says, listen, I have a wonderful tissue that makes hormone at a high level. It's called fat tissue. Okay? Mm -hmm. So therefore, once again, hormone sufficiency is so key to women's weight loss. That's why if a woman gets on and starts to exercise and drains her hormones, she can actually gain weight. That's Mm -hmm. why if a woman gets so mentally stressed out. See, so if you look at this way... Weight loss for women is actually very easy if they find the stressors, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, people say, well, well, me, well, that's why if you ever look at women that go through menopause, their ovaries start to shut down a little bit and start to produce less, so their adrenals depend more for production. Well, if they're so stressed out, that's why women in menopause will gain weight because their adrenals can't keep up and your body produces adipose tissue, mm-hmm. okay? So cortisol levels are so key for women's weight loss. That's why it's so important for them to get measured. That's the first step in weight loss for women when it get measured that way. Well, you say, Doc, well, cortisol is thrown off by mental stress and also inflammation. Yes, it is. Then once again, if your cortisol levels are so dramatically timed, it's a doctor's job to find out what's stressing out your body. Mm. Now, for example, to give you an example, my wife was allergic to lettuce. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. My, wife, my wife was allergic to lettuce. I say, Doc, but wait, uh, it's good organic food. Well, I actually, in my history, as you know, I'm, I have an anaphylactic uh, reaction to eggs. And my background is nutrition. I have a master's degree in nutrition. People say, well, Doc, you're a big organic person. What if you eat an organic egg? Well, then great. I'll just be organically dead. Right. Because I'll die from an allergic, allergic reaction. <laughs> right. That's why, that's why it's so important it's such a for huge women to get misconception, their food too. Yeah, because... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women who are sensitive to very, quote unquote, healthy foods that aren't healthy for them yep. at all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, but see, that, that's where it always comes back to the wellness way model. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I was, it, 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 it thing is this, is you have to get tested. Ladies, you can try any fad diet. You could even, you know, try any food plan. You know, once again, if I had a food plan that had an egg on there, I would die. Okay, even if it was the greatest paleo recipe on the planet with no gluten, dairy, or soy, with no inflammatory things, it once again, inflammatory things are measured by their person's own immune system that way. But a lot of people never get tested, so they're reacting to. I can show you a woman who lost weight because she stopped eating avocados. Right. <laughs> once again, because why? She was allergic to it. See, so that's what that's where be very clinically um, mm-hmm. objective with their your body that way. Everybody's very different, so let's get it tested properly and see where it's at. Right. Okay. So when we talk about stress being the number one culprit in disease and weight loss issues in women, so yep. can you just list some of the stressors that someone could start to look at in their life? Because obviously we think about like emotional stressors and work stressors and other things. And you just talked about food stressors, but what are some other yep. ones that you could add to that list? Well, if you're a woman, first check your relationship and I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. Men are by far the number one stressor to women, bar none. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, anything that throws the body off from its normal physiology, once again, you said it before, EMF, mm-hmm. okay, electromagnetic frequency, guys. Be careful. All these Apple watches and all these Bluetooth, all, you got to be careful with that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, a non, I have a non-EMF headset on right now. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no there's no EMF going up to my head. Okay. Your your air your air quality everything. I have the best filtration system in the house. Your lighting, all these things. See, it's really sad. Is we're set up to fail, Alexa. Right. We're set up to fail. Uh-huh. We we live in an environment that's so toxic, burden to us. And people say, Doc, why are you so big in the foods and things like that? Because at least something we can control. Right. Okay. Now, once again, let's even go here. Uh, a job of a chiropractor is to remove a traumatic stress. You'll say, well, I don't want to get adjusted. Well, then you're going to have a stressor you're always going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Here's three stressors out there. There's physical trauma to the body. Okay. There's actually toxic. There's also mental stress or mm-hmm. thoughts. So we call it three T's. So we're always evaluating three T's that are stressed on a person's body that way. And, and that's like even like your simple water. You know, people still take showers in city water. Mm-hmm. which is chlorine is a known poison and stuff. So there's so many factors that set these things up. You know, look at anything that goes on your mouth and goes on your body from lotions or anything that way. You know, is it can be, is it a, is it a nutrient or is it a toxin? Right. It's what it has to be looked at. Uh-huh. You know, people say, well, moderation. Your body doesn't know moderation. It even knows it's sufficient or a toxic. Right. That's all it knows. Right. Yeah. Moderation, like you said, is a perceived emotion. I love I love the quote that you had yeah. said. It's an emotional justification mm-hmm. for wanting to eat something wrong. Mm-hmm. See, right. I said people, if you want to do something wrong, say I'm doing it wrong. Don't emotionally <laughs> justify what you're doing. Right. You understand? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, yeah. Makes total sense. Yep. Just put it where it is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, this is so fantastic. So a woman looking to fix her hormones, what are the first three things you tell them to do? Number one, get tested. Okay. And explain what test. No idea. To, to okay. Tell me how someone could go and get tested because everyone's going to email me and ask, what, well, what tests? Because, well, I yeah. will, because, and you don't even need a doctor to do it. And I'm going to give you the, the best hormone testing on the planet because I'm, I'm, still, I'm still the best hormone guy in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking about that. Okay. Number one, let me say this very clearly so your audience get this. If you just do one test for hormones, it's incomplete. Because people say, no, doc, my OB and my uh, gynecologist all the measured hormones. No, they didn't. They measured a couple hormones. Mm-hmm. Okay. My analogy is like this. Have you ever, let's say, have you ever looked at a TV and watched a, uh, watched a preview for a movie and go, hey, honey, this was a good movie. Let's go to it. And you went there and the movie sucked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to make a judgment on a portion of the movie and not understanding the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's what hormones testing is in medical and even natural realms today. Okay. No joke. My history is my wife was told she could never have kids. She was so sick when I met her and she was 22. They almost ripped her uterus out at 19 years old. It's in the book, okay? Mm-hmm. But here's what happens. And I started looking at stuff, and they did barely anything with her, and they call it complete care. So here's a statement I want you to do. Number one, you need to do urine and blood together. Otherwise, everything you do from there is incomplete testing. Mm-hmm. So people say, Doc, I had some blood hormones done. Great, you had some of them done. Doc, I did some urine hormones. Great, you had some of them done. Mm-hmm. They need to be done together. Now, you don't even need a doc, and I will actually send you. I will send you in writing so you can share to all of your audience in a, in a PDF form of the blood markers you need to do. You can go to any lab, you can go to any doctor, and you can get them done. Mm-hmm. Second of all, there's I love the Dutch test. You can you can go on their website. Just type in Dutch, capital D-U-T-C-H, hormone testing. It's a urine test. You don't need a doctor to go through it. If you call our office, you do get uh, a discount because I think they charge 400 bucks online. And I think it's only two fifty. We get a discount being a doc, right. and I actually sell it to people for what we pay because I don't. I tell people just get tested. That's right. the key. Right. So you go, you go online, you go on their website, and actually go Dutch test buy the buy the complete hormone test that way. I will actually give you all the blood markers right there, and that right there will give you every marker you need to know hormonally. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you just do one or the other, it's still incomplete. 
Okay. So we'll provide that for your listening audience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. What they can yeah. Do. yeah. All right. I think that brings peace to a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Now that's step number one. Okay. Now on the testing, let's go a little deeper on that testing, depending on what marker comes out, it will determine what we do. Maybe you'll take something herbally. Maybe you have to change your lifestyle. Maybe we have to test foods because if your cortisone, your anti-inflammatory hormone comes in significantly, we'll see if you have a structural or actually inflammatory damage. Mm-hmm. Once again, foods are usually very common, so then we may recommend a food test that way. We may recommend getting adjusted, all those things. The test will actually, because once again, now if your cortisol levels, your mental stress levels are so bad, then we have to recommend other things, okay? Um, I always tell people this. You want women to actually uh, change, see something. Now remember, here's what happened. This is not a joke, okay? I personally believe why, why um, marijuana is so used today, which people know this, I'm a huge fan of marijuana oil. I'm against everything smoking because I think smoking right. uh, smoking is a toxin. Like so the CBD oil. Clear. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the true mar- no, no, no. I love hemp version too, but marijuana one actually has higher concentration TT, which is very good hormonally that way. Please, listening audience, Dr. Flynn is so against smoking. I hate it everywhere. I don't care. No one can justify mm-hmm. yes. People will show medical benefits. I still hate it. Let me make that very clear. I'm against it. But I'm I'm a huge component, once again, of marijuana oil or even the hemp oil that way because, once again, it's a calming factor. That's mm-hmm. why I believe marijuana is so abused today because mental stress is so high in women. Right. Okay? I, I, recently, Dr. Mitch, one of my docs at my Green Bay office here, because I don't see any new patients. I haven't seen any new patients for a long, long time. I still see patients on Monday for a couple hours, but otherwise I don't see any patients. But here's what happens is when you look at what happens with uh, women – why women even you'd be surprised how many women actually use marijuana why because they're so mentally stressed out right okay so we can tell that from their testing so ladies if you just go and get some cbd oil you'll see hormonal change in your health right away you will because your body will be under less stress okay when we look at that is that having um obviously it's having a hormonal impact but it's i mean i think people fear it because they think of marijuana as i mean a drug you know Uh, but cbd oil because our Right. Yeah. But, but but we're taking drugs all the time anyways. One, not to be a proponent of marijuana, but I do agree with you that CBD oil does have mm-hmm. benefits and I don't think it's something to be scared of. No. They actually, if you're scared of it, you don't understand the human body. Mm-hmm. You don't understand basic physiology of the body that way. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And so that's why, that's why I tell people, that's why I'm, I'm so outspoken about everything. Because once again, look what I do for a living. Right. <laughs> and I, get hate, I get hate mail every single day. I've been on the biggest medical stages. I actually will be on other big major networks at the end of this year. The book, it's really funny. I kind of find it funny. The book actually is what I've been doing for 20 years. But you put in book form, everybody thinks you're smarter and they start calling you. Mm. You understand? Because <laughs> you probably never even really heard about me much until the book came out. Uh-huh. I've been doing this clinically for 20 years. Uh-huh. Okay? I have offices all over the country. And stuff. And people are like, Doc, where have been? I'm like, I've been doing the same thing for 20 years. <laughs> I just became with social media and book became more public. But really nothing's changed for me clinically in 20 years. Right. I just get the best clinical results in our clinics that way. So this idea that, that uh, CBD oil is scary is nothing more than just actually a fallacy because it could actually get people off of opiates and get people off mm-hmm. a lot of drugs and stuff that are actually Because horrible. they're craving, they're craving just a, yeah. a lightness to their heavy load yeah, that they're the main, carrying. Mm-hmm. It, okay. Exactly. It, it, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Do you have to be careful, though, about um, – how pure the CBD oil is? I'll always do this. Once again, always go with very credible sources. Uh-huh. Once again, do your own investigation. See, it's like, I. this is kind of cool. It's not a joke. Even now, remember, um, my strong medicinal herbs cannot be bought unless you're a patient, because, but I control them from seed to feed. 
Mm. You understand? Right. So look at your manufacturing. Get to, do your research. The greatest invention to healthcare was the internet. Mm-hmm. The great. Let me say it again. The greatest invention in healthcare was the internet because you didn't have to believe anybody anymore. <laughs> you can do such massive great research and research. I, and guys, I'm proud about this. Look me up. Look at my record. Look at my clinics. Look at everything. One thing I love about the internet, it exposes everybody, mm-hmm. and there's no more hiding. Mm-hmm. So that's why I tell people, it's like, do your research, do your things. Please research me, research everything I say. I'm very proud of it. I'm very strong on my stances. But for what purpose? I tell people, right. I'm so obsessed with female health care because I believe women are barbarically treated in healthcare oh, right. today. Right. It's awful. And yeah. so that's why, that's why I will never stop because mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's always getting worse. Mm-hmm. They're trying to create more medical procedures, more things that are detrimental to female health and stuff like that. And if we don't get out there and speak, that's why, that's why when, when you call the podcast, I'm like, absolutely, I will mm-hmm. speak to one or a million women as long as I can get a decent message out. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And that's what I love about this is that women haven't been treated correctly and it's caused a lot of problems, but there is hope and there is, there is means like your book and in your clinics to do that. Okay. I want to get into a couple more topics and I know that we're going kind of long. Um, so bear with me here. We, I want to get back to birth control because again, this is probably the biggest concern of women is one feeling forced. Like this is the only option. Um, and two, being told, you know, not just to prevent pregnancy, but two, being told this is the only way to balance your hormones when in fact it's not doing any of that, you know? I mean, of course, yes, yep. preventing pregnancy, but balancing your hormones, it is not. Um, can you just quickly, I know this is not a quick subject, but kind of give some light into birth control and yep. what women can do instead. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a very, it's a very quick answer and a very simple answer. Mm-hmm. Birth control in classification is listed as an endocrine disruptor. So it doesn't balance hormones. It never has. It never will. Keep saying it's listed medically as an endocrine disruptor. Let me say it again. Endocrine disruptor. Okay. Uh So what is, what is needed and what, for example, once again, I know it's repetitive this way is when young women, especially or even, you know, older women suffer dramatically hormonally, there's no investigation of why they're off. That's mm-hmm. why female hormone health is only getting worse. They compensate for birth control because why? It palliates some symptom. That's why even some of your listeners right now will say, Doc, if I tried to go on birth control, it'd be hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're just as sick as you were when you first started it. Right. You saying mm-hmm. just because they're manipulating your hormones, heck, you want to feel good, you know, take Vicodin all day long. You'll never feel anything. Mm-hmm. You're saying that it's, it's, you can't endocrine disrupt and create normalcy that way. Actually, it's, a, it's even worse for female health because when you're endocrine disrupting, taking some of the symptomatology down, it soothes women mentally and they do a new investigation to really see what's going on until later in life when they get off and want to get pregnant or want to do things like this, and they can't. Mm-hmm. Do you see them? So birth control is meant for hormone ma- manipulation, not hormone balance. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't understand why people say, well, no, my hormones are balanced. What do you mean their hormones are balanced? You, they endocrine, they manipulated you. They didn't balance you out. Because that's why if you do a hormone test, even when you do a hormone test, that's why it's still so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. It's all good? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So what do you recommend for family planning? Just tracking your tracking the cycle? We'll put it this way. Now, one thing that you'll know about me if you've ever, and I know you've seen my videos, I'm vulnerable. You can ask me anything, but get ready for my answer. Oh, yeah, okay? no, yeah, yeah. This is, I, I love so, upfront honesty balls, so... 
as a man, now your women, lo- your women are going to love this. Your men are going to hate this. I believe it's a man's duty and a job to understand their wife's cycle uh-huh. and their, their woman's body. Because you can actually not only be a very, you know, good thing for them, but you can be a very bad thing for them too. And I'm not going to be the cause of my, my wife's illness, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is because she's healthy to me, but I mean, I wouldn't want to be a stressor to my wife, okay? Mm-hmm. And if men knew that they could be a big contributor to women's health, they wouldn't treat them. They would never speak down to a woman. They'd never speak to a woman the way men do today. It pisses me off. Sorry. Oops, sorry, I said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but get my point. So the idea is this. I know my I know my wife's cycle is the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I will tell her when she's going to get her cycle. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I, I know it like crazy. You understand, it's a very narrow window for a woman to get pregnant. Right. Okay? <laughs> I so mean, it's pretty incredible that as many pregnancies happen as they do. I but. know. That's why, I got, that's, why, that's why ladies go, I don't, I don't know how it's happened. I look at them and say, well, they have figured out where it comes from now. Right. And some <laughs> of that, and everybody laughs. But here's my point. So, once again, let me give you a little analogy. Guys, when you know the fertility time is, don't deposit in the bank. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens. This is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Sperm is a foreign tissue to a woman's body. Right. A guy should not be depo- depositing in a woman unless they're ch- plan to have a child. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I think we should go more into this. Because I've, I've spoken yeah. truth into this a lot as well, and I fully believe this. Um, but it is not natural. Okay, now, however, I feel like there is a little bit of controversy because I have heard that the nutrient value for a woman of what is in the semen and the sperm is beneficial, but at the same time, it can cause a huge inflammatory response, in my opinion. Okay, so let me give you this, and I'll, and I'll answer that question, not controversially. I'll answer it scientifically, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So let's go here. I've actually had people come right from Mayo Clinic with uh, with semen hypersensitivity, mm-hmm. okay? Which, for example, and here, and I'll give you this. Now, remember, do you want me to go in detail? Because I'm going to give you real clinical examples. Okay? I'm totally fine, yeah. So, okay, here we go. And you can race it if you don't want it on there. But yeah. I'm going to give you real clinical examples that I've dealt with, okay? So I can, and actually, not a joke, this is not a stripper name. This is a real name. Her name was Fawn, okay? Yeah. A lot of people go, is this a made-up stripper name? No, it's a real name, Fawn, okay? And she actually, she dealt with female hypersensitivity. And once again, we had the woman's food allergies tested, and she was allergic to certain things. We had her husband stop eating them, and she stopped reacting to his sperm, mm. mm-hmm. okay? Because we're made up of those little proteins. Now, on the flip side, you talked about that there's a benefit to it. The only benefit to the uterus is softening the cervix, mm. okay? That's why that's why sex during the last month of pregnancy is almost essential daily for a woman because it makes pregnancy go really fast, mm-hmm. all the prostaglandins. Now, the only other benefit that a woman will get nutrient-wise is orally, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But not vaginally. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you can cause more, you can cause more irritation vaginally than when they talk about the science of actually having nutrients, they're talking about taking it orally, not taking it vaginally. So that's the major difference. That's the controversy they talk about. It's like, no, no, because when it goes through orally, just like any other food, it gets broken down properly. Right. The uterus, the vaginal lining, the uterus was never meant to break down sperm. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. The science, yeah. the difference. So, okay. Yeah. On, the same, on the same topic while we're here and going a little bit deeper than other things, but men, ejaculation. I've also heard that yep. men ejaculating too often is also harmful for them. Well, it's why, it's why masturbation and porn has been detrimental to men's health. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, guys, stop that bull crap. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? For one thing, you should be looking at fantasize about another woman. But for another thing, for example, is this. One of the greatest things, actually, for, for guys is not having sex all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, once again, 
sperm takes about a day or two to actually mature, which actually gives it a little, because if you're kind of, this happens all the time. You'll see this a lot in teenagers with porn, that they're ejaculating so much because of porn that they don't even give their time, testosterone, to anabolically build up and they drain it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it's so like, it can, it can it, cause it, men to have a lack of drive and focus and, and other things if they're, sure if they're doing it too often. Yeah, it is. It's actually with all these teenagers. That's why mm-hmm. sometimes these young boys have a really hard time or don't, don't even chase women because, once again, they've actually drained their testosterone levels so they have no sex drive to even go after women. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's like, oh, they're not interested in women. And I'm like, check, uh, talk to your kid about masturbation because he's probably doing a lot more than you think he is. Right. Stuff like that. Uh-huh. Right. You know, so, so what is like the appropriate, the appropriate amount that a man can ejaculate? I, I, um, the only reason I ask this, yeah. I've heard there's equations based on age and number of days in between, and I don't. Well, put it this way, no, no, there is there not really equation, but I will tell you this: if you keep your testosterone level high, three four times a week is no problem. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Mm-hmm. If the if testosterone levels go low, do you see? See, so what happens is, so you add a bunch of bad stuff, you know, kids eating, sh- or young men eating sugar like crazy, doing all some of that, they, they're going to drop their testosterone levels pretty easily that right, way. they're not going to be able to. So, because uh-huh. you ask, you know, n- no joke, you ask a guy like me that's got over 800 and eats perfect, guess what happens? I could probably have sex every day and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what happens, you start getting low testosterone, mm, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. You say, So I think that's all really great information because it's not what you hear a lot of people talking about, but it really does make a huge impact, even on the stressors. Like like you said, in women having an insensitivity towards that can be another stressor in their life. Okay, so moving on, one more thing that I want to hit on, and that's menopause. Yep. So I mean, you know, menopause is this kind of feared thing for women. Can you just go into menopause a little bit and? And how women can handle this if they are there or if they're in pre-menopause or even post-menopause. Like, what can a woman do in those phases? Yes. Menopause is the easiest stage of life to keep a woman healthy. Hmm. Why, what do you, nobody why do you say ever that? preaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's do this. Let's go back to the simplicity of a guy and why it's so much easier for a guy. Mm. Because their hormones are what? Basically same the all. same all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. What, what happens in menopause for women? The cycle does what now? Oh, it ceases. It's, 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 it's gone. Yeah. So women's hormones are straight across. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's easy to measure a woman's hormones because you measure them very similar to guy levels. Uh-huh. Okay. Not as far as ranges, but what happens is there, you can measure a woman at any time during the month because they're always the same that way. Mm. Okay. So it's so easy to keep a woman in menopause healthy because as long as you start to address those issues and then keep them across, it's simple. See, the reason why menopause is actually so detrimental to women is because by the time they get there, they're so hormonally devastated and they don't understand their human body and don't understand the shift and what organs now compensate for their hormonal change that when they move into it, the only thing that they have for women is horse hormone, HRT, which mm-hmm. causes cancer. Mm-hmm. You see So it's so much easier to keep women healthy in menopause. It's, why the, it's how the term cougar came about. Mm. Because a woman, now get this, if a woman, when she's cyclic, has a sex drive every day, she's going to have a cancer. Because she probably has PCOS because that's the only women that have sex drive all through the month. A woman in menopause can have a sex drive every day like a guy because their hormones are straight across. There's no fluctuation. There's no repair of the uterus that way. Uh-huh. So that's why that's actually how the whole term cougar came about was because now – but now women are coming to me at droves saying my husband can't perform and I'm actually now ready uh-huh. because he's taking statin drugs uh-huh. and bad diet and he's got a big belly and stuff like that. 
I tell women, if your husband has a belly, be careful because he's going to lose sex drive eventually. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all these menopausal women are going, honey, you got to get rid of this. Now I'm ready to go and you're not. Okay. So what does a woman do? Once again, number one, get repetitively tested. Okay. Number two, start finding those stressors in the body. And if you need to compensate with some medicinal things and herbs and different things like that, it's not hard to maintain those levels. It's actually really easy to maintain those levels. And then your lifestyle dictates how long it stays that way. It all comes down to lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Any stressor you put on your body will dictate and change your hormones. Mm -hmm. So menopause can be a very, very vibrant time for a woman. And there's no such thing. There's no such thing as pre and post menopause. You're cyclic and you're menopausal. There's no such thing as perimenopause. That's a made up term for women getting sick before menopause. Mm. They've created all this stuff, all these things to lie to women so they don't understand their own body. So they got drugs and surgery for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the, the, so is it true then that, you know, when women enter menopause that they can expect to gain weight and no, um, no. a lower sex drive? But what you're saying no. is people really should be able to, it's the opposite. It's totally opposite. That is a total lie. Mm-hmm. It's just so common that happens, they accept it as normal. Let me ask you a simple question, and I've coined this frame. Don't confuse common with normal. Is PMS normal? No, no. it's called premenstrual what? Right. Syndrome. Syndrome, But yeah. see, it's so common, people accept it as normal. Mm-hmm. Because why? We have a medical system. We have a healthcare system that doesn't know how to take care of ladies. And so it's so common you understand that when women, young ladies come to me with PMS, it scares the hell out of me because later in life, they're going to be dealing with so many more issues if it's not taken care of. Mm-hmm. So just to throw in what's our, what's our, what's our, what's our plan for these young ladies? Birth control. Great. Endocrine disruptors right. that cause infertility and cancer. <laughs> great. Wonderful medical system. And I'm the, and I'm the crazy doctor. Uh-huh. Right. You see how stupid it is and backwards it is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Keep me going on this. Yeah, no, no, this has really been fantastic. I feel like you've given us a ton of information to get started and to open our eyes that really our hormones aren't the evil in our life. They're not the the villain that's out to get us, but we can do a lot of things um, and so easily to change our health. And that really does matter. And I, I really do want to encourage everyone to grab your book, which I'm going to link up all of your information yeah. in the show notes so people can grab that and check that out as well as learn more about you and your clinics um, to get the help that they need. But before we go, Alexa, I, here's, yeah, the, here's yeah. what I'll do though. I'm, I'm going to send you six free books that you can hand out and give out to anybody oh, you want perfect. your audience. Oh, that's awesome. You, yes. them, yeah. you take them, give them to people because once again, let me say it's your audience. Look at my website, somewhere that I have clinics all over the country. The book was never written for sales. The book was written for to get some people information in there and stuff like that. So I'm going to give you six, three books, give them away. And so that to your audience, create some prize for it that way. I give a lot of free information out on YouTube and Facebook that way. I can promise you this, and I guarantee you've seen this before. I don't sell anything on my videos or anything like that. I don't do anything. My whole message is ladies get tested. Mm-hmm. I don't try to sell you guys anything. I just want you guys to get free information that you can make your life better. And, and that happens is this. That's, that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Such a great mission. Okay. Before we go, I have a few quick fire questions for you. Just throw yep. out um, some of the things you're loving right now, and then you can let us know where they can learn more about you. So first up, sure. what are you reading right now? Or what is your favorite health book? Besides your own, oh. because yours is great. Well, actually, it's kind of funny. My favorite health book, it sounds funny, 
is just Guyton, which is a physiology book, just to understand actually how the physiology and biochemistry works. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds funny because most people that read books are really trying to or write books or trying to sell some products and stuff like that, or actually you know do some stuff. So I really don't really follow anybody that way. I know it sounds funny because my ideas are different than everybody else's mm-hmm. and stuff. So I actually under I just constantly study biochemistry and physiology. Guess what? Go on the internet and type in the female cycle. Understand how the body works. Mm-hmm. Then you then you'll know what people are trying to do when they actually produce an article and some of that. So mine's just understand biochemistry and physiology. That's what I read all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, knowledge is power. Okay. Yep. What is your favorite hormone healing food? Um, that's easy. Maca. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I think maca is just once again, just like cholesterol, we need cholesterol little hormones. Maca is that precursor that anybody can go to a health food store. Please don't buy exp- ex- expensive supplements. Go to a health food store, go online, buy an organic maca, you know, organic maca, a good source that way. Put in your smoothies, put in your shakes. It's a building block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And it's so mm-hmm. easy. I yep. mean, it's so easy. Simple, oh. cheap, easy. Right. Right. Yeah. What's one health product that you love? Uh, CBD. Oh, yeah. What do you mind sharing the brand that you use? Um, I actually produce our own right oh. from uh, I manufacture. If you go on our website, it's right on there. You can okay. Buy can you buy can you purchase stuff that you I thought you said that you couldn't you had to you be can't purchase, you can't purchase the medicinal herbs and stuff that we use clinically because mm-hmm. they're potency that way and stuff. But we do sell some basic products on the website that I, that you can basically anywhere. Mine's just I just know my sources. Mine's all organic, gluten free. I do everything. My, I have, I have massive, uh, uh, science on mine that way. So I said, there's certain products you can get. It's just that I don't sell anything medicinally and clinically on my website because I can't, mm-hmm. it's gotta be done through a doc. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but their CBD, CBD is actually something my little girls take CBD oil every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you could leave us with? Uh, best piece of advice I could li- leave you with. Um, Actually, what I would tell you this. Now, here's one thing, and I, I speak to women mainly, so I want to say this, um, because I believe this applies to every area of life, once again, just like the last question that way, is ladies, please do me a favor. If you can get the one concept that mental stress will destroy your health mm-hmm. and destroy your life more than anything, please take that to heart. Mm-hmm. I have a wife and four beautiful daughters. It's my job as a man to create the environment that keeps the stress down in my household. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know a lot of people don't, feminists don't like to hear that. It's like, no, no, no. I understand the female body. I can scientifically prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt that way. So please grasp that. Guys, please do this. Um, you being sick only makes your, your, your spouse more stressed out, okay, because she thinks about you all the time. Watch your sugar intake. I'm sorry, but those guys, don't be stuffing your face full of sugar because you're going to sick. You're going you're gonna to stress out your wife. You're going to make her sick, and it's just like it's a, it's a thing down. So please, ladies, that's the biggest word of advice I can ever give you is watch the mental stress because if you just even know that it contributes to so many things in your life, you would actually, you would actually change your life around to mm-hmm. actually make it less stressful, which I believe we have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much for being here again, Dr. Patrick. Can you, you tell us where we can learn more about you? Yes, yes. What I would do is this, is I'm always on Facebook because I believe I have a very unique and great message to share with people. And so once again, I put a ton of mm-hmm. free information out there. Just go to Dr. Patrick Flynn, The Hormone Whisperer, okay? I didn't make up that name. Actually, women gave me that name like 10 years ago and I adapted it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, also, YouTube, just Dr. Patrick Flynn. Also, but here's what happens. If you want to see, we, we put so many articles out, so many uh, videos out. If you can go to our website, thewellnesswayclinics.com. 
Um, and once again, the, I will promise you this. I say this repeatedly, but I want people to know this. When you go to see our stuff, it's just information. We don't try to do sales on anybody that way. Mm-hmm. There's no special offer at the end. There's no things like this. It's always just, hey, do you, if you want to know something about foods, you want to know something about testing, you want to know something about this, here's, here's the information where to go to that way. And, and once again, I'm, I will always keep it this way because I just want people to get free, good information so they can make their own choices with no nudge to, to buy stuff and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, um, that's, that's always my goal and my best place to see us. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for being here. I'll make sure and link all of that up in the You're show welcome. notes. And like I Thank said, you. I really, really appreciate it. You betcha. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to speak to your audience. Yeah. Okay, that show was a little bit longer, but it was totally worth it. I hope that you found that show just as valuable as I did. And as he mentioned, he gave so many resources out, which you can find all that information in the show notes at simplerettswellness.com backslash 110. That's 110. He's also giving away free six books. So if you want to grab a book, make sure you head on over to the show notes to enter the giveaway to grab one. I also have some other great information about understanding the difference between men and women and one tip that each of us can do to live healthier lives. Remember, I think the most critical point is, is that women, number one influencer of their health is stress and men's is sugar. So if we start taking those things seriously, maybe we see great change. Now, I don't know about you, but stress affects my life in so many areas. And this is a daily battle and a daily grind of its own. And so if you're dealing with a lot of stress, stay tuned because I'm gonna have more podcasts coming up on how we can de-stress our body and not just get rid of it, but how can we learn to deal with it so it's no longer stressful for us. So stay tuned as we dig into that. But in the meantime, don't forget to head on over to the show notes, sign up for the Simple Cleanse because in this course, we will learn all the ways to help de-stress your body and just take some of the stress off that women create through exercise and through wrong food choices and sleep patterns and relationships and mindsets and so much more. The Simple Cleanse really is for everyone. And on top of that, one of my favorite features is, is that your entire family can do it with you. Meaning you no longer have to cook two meals every single night. One meal suits you all. Yes, it's really that amazing. So again, find all this information over at simplerettswellness.com. I hope you join me. Come back on Friday because I have a new recipe that I'm posting that you're gonna love, especially at the start of the school year. Okay, that's it for now. I will see you back here on Wednesday. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Alexa Sherm and leave a rating and review over at iTunes. Find me at Simple Radio. Okay, have a great week. I'll see you next week.